Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another bonus Patreon episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 366 days per year. I'm Anthony. I'm Tom. And I'm Jerry. Julia, you sound different. <laughs> uh, you know, I have uh, allergies. No, it's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> No, it's me, Jerry Davila from uh, Totally Red Christmas Podcasts. How are you guys doing? You know, better that you're here. I'm better now that I'm talking to both of you all. Ditto. It's nice to see your smiling Christmassy faces. Although I do feel sad. I don't feel like I'm, I'm in some corner of the Santa's workshop like I did when we were just talking to Todd Killian. Uh, oh, with yeah. his tree in the background? Yes. I, I have all that at work, and I'm not allowed to bring that home <laughs> until, <laughs> until holiday time. <laughs> have you considered a divorce as an option? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I tell you what, I bring, bring home so much flocking and uh, glitter every day that uh, <laughs> I think it counts as a Christmas wonderland here. <laughs> you ever take your kiddos to work with you? Um, they come visit when I'm working, but, uh, right now we're not open to the public. So it's just me. Uh, but they have me decorating trees. Like all I'm doing is putting lights and trees, uh, you know, seven, eight, nine foot, 12 foot. Right now I'm working on a 12 foot pencil tree that's flocked. Do you, do you guys and do uh, Christmas in July sales? We, there usually is some sort of Christmas in July sale and we're launching our, uh, our new website soon in a couple of weeks. So um, you should get them to promote totally rad Christmas on there. They're they're actually going to. I have the uh, the owner's daughter and son-in-law coming in, and we're going to do an episode on. Um, oh gosh, what's it called? Um, your favorite, Anthony, um, a Christmas story. Um, oh, yeah, we're going to do that one, and uh, so I got to watch it again because I I've only seen like I think I've only seen it once, and then bits and pieces like a million times, and it was just wasn't part of our canon growing up, so. Yeah, you know, I, I am pretty not, not sure. like Rankin Bass. <laughs> well, what a great, what a great seg. So uh, you see what I did there, Jerry? Why don't you tell listeners why you're joining us tonight? Oh, okay. Well, uh, I'm actually privileged to be here because we are discussing Rankin Bass continuity, how we can fix said disastrous continuity, and um, if they were to do a remake, it like a serialized show or um, you know, movies or specials, things like that, you know, who would we get to star in it? And I'm very, very excited to get into it. <laughs> I am too. I think, I think, uh, Todd, if you're listening to this, you'll be very happy with the, uh, so Todd started this whole <laughs> miscast or recast thing. 
Todd Killian, kind of Todd Killian of Christmas Clatter podcast. He kind of inspired this, and uh, I think he'll be a little. Uh, I think he'll be proud of some of. I'm I'm going to say collectively our choices. I hope so. I tried to, you know, I mean, ever since his his Jason Statham. I, I was <laughs> about to say. I, I decided to try to go a little bit out of the box with some of these as well. Although, I was about to say, Jason Statham, I, I, he did not make my list, but I did consider him for Jerky Santa because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I could definitely see that. <laughs> Donna, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> as any Rankin Bass fan would know, as anybody who's just listened to our show would know, because we've done enough Rankin Bass, all of these specials are supposed to take place in the same universe, a la Marvel or DC, and there's practically zero continuity between it all. There's a ton of retcon, and uh, I mean, I, I think it's because, you know, they didn't expect one to be a hit, and then, oh, it was, and then, okay, this other company's buying a show, and, you know, they want their own style and something unique to them, and then, oh, someone else is buying another show, okay, and so eventually, you know, you just got to make it work, and they didn't, but we, <laughs> but we like to try to, <laughs> we like to try to think that they did. <laughs> so... How do how do y'all wanna start this? Like, which do we point out the biggest continuity issues we have? Like, how do you think we should do this, Jerry? How do we narrow it down? Okay, well, so so what I think <laughs> we should do is, like, we should. Uh, I mean, it's obviously it would take too long if we go, you know, episode, you know, special per special. But maybe we point out some of the the big continuity issues between specials, and then I think we should like do our pitch of like a fixed story you know in like a like an amazon prime series you know or netflix series kind of thing you know 13 episodes of all this continuity how would they fix it and what and then after that you know, shot shot pitching first <laughs> shotgun okay okay <laughs> well i figured we would you know kind of talk it out together but okay if, if that's how it's gonna be no we can we can talk it out together i think it's pretty i think we'll have pretty similar ideas i think we will too uh there's a lot of streamlining that can be done i think including combining I, two specials yes i am going to say that the reason the way this was sold to me is that i get to come on here and fix the rake and bass mess yep let's do it so i think we should be a little more aggressive the recasting works mm-hmm. i think for um would work for some of the rank and mass films but some of these just straight up need to be fixed okay well, okay it's interesting so and- jason statham's in <laughs> <laughs> what's it what's interesting let's start out with a question we got on social media actually and this okay. is a question i meant to ask when we recorded this past week on the show and i'm we'll ask it again on the show so julie can answer too but Somebody post to us on Reddit. So Gary Blauman, loyal. Of course, yes. Loyal Gary Blauman. That's good. Um, I like his questions. Yeah. Oh, actually, this is the one I tagged you in, Jerry. I know Rankin Bass has been divisive for the elves, but if a live action version of any Rankin Bass movie were to be made, which would you want to see? So let's start mm-hmm. out with that. If only one was going to be made live action, what would it be? So for me... It would have to be Santa Claus is coming to town. I think lends itself best to that treatment. It's like a. Well, you wouldn't book. have to have any uh, animatronics or or CGI, except uh, for Topper, probably. Yeah, but Topper, you could you could take him out, and you wouldn't lose a whole lot. 
Um, uh, I'm going to say when we fix this continuity, <laughs> copper is one thing that's staying in continuity. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I did like Topper, but I mean, I don't know where he went. So I guess I guess he really wasn't that necessary, or he just died through, after the years. You know? he, went, he went back to the South Pole. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Poor penguin. <laughs> what about you guys? One um, Rankin Bass live action film remade. What would it be? Well, you know me. I like to, I like to, Captain Kirk. You know, and and I don't believe in the un, unwinnable or <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> unwinnable scenarios. So I liked. Uh, I would probably say uh, Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. That way, I can get all the big three: Rudolph, Santa, and <laughs> and Frosty in there. So, I mean, in terms of remaking something, there's nowhere to go but up with that one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That one can definitely be streamlined. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd totally, I'd totally do that one. What about you, Tom? Rudolph. Rudolph. That was my second choice. Yeah. Just Rudolph. Shade up Rudolph. Go classic. Go classic. I can dig it. The grandfather. So, so I guess I took the easy route. <laughs> I no, feel I like took the easy route. <laughs> <laughs> okay so continuity issues within this universe Oi. okay I'm, I'm gonna talk about i'm gonna kick it off with one of the biggest ones that bothers me the elves, the elves. <laughs> the elves. yes i would like to just because of the way that they fit into this throw santa into that mix as well okay santa mm-hmm. and the elves yeah santa's personality i mean he's I don't know if he's like split. Per- he's Gollum. Yeah, just you know, dissociative uh, dissociative identity disorder or uh, or what? But I mean, he goes from like mega jerk to like the nicest, most cheerful guy to you know, oh whatever, I'm sick, I don't care anymore. I mean, it's just you know, so apathetic, and I I, I don't know where to begin with him. So I think just stick <laughs> to the cheery, you know, the jolly old elf and. <laughs> you know <laughs> keep him like that <laughs> what which elf or which santa do you like to look at most aesthetically oh that's a good one um i'd say the year without a santa with, claus santa for yeah me. i think i'd agree with that okay the one uh in santa claus at the end of santa claus is coming to town is almost too puffy you can barely see his eyes he's almost too fat and he's way too thin in rudolph I know that's Julia's favorite. I know she loves cute little beady-eyed Santa. <laughs> Aesthetically, I do too. Really? He's your favorite to look at? He is. He's just so cute. I eat, act- Papa. Eat. <laughs> okay. Unpopular opinion here. I actually like thin Santa because it kind of reminds me of St. Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> so, is, that uh, why, is that why Totally Rad Christmas's new picture is a picture of Kurt Russell? It's well. It's not. It, yeah, it was definitely Kurt Russell inspired. Uh, if I take out the guitar, the the initial draft I did, he's got like one of those really skinny green uh, '80s ties, and <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, it's definitely inspired uh, by that one. Which you know, like like uh, loyal your loyal listener, um, Disco Fifty Four said, it's it's adventures and babysitting. You know with santa so it made sense to me to, to kind of go with that one since adventures and babysitting is from the 80s I, I, I have to i have to interrupt right there and say because as we know i was not the biggest fan of uh yeah, chronicles <laughs> How, I, think I think it's gonna grow on you i really do however 
Adventures in Babysitting, I am a huge fan of. That's one of my favorite 80s movies. So to compare the two. <laughs> oh, man. Thor. <laughs> gets, gets me every time. Although they, although on Disney Plus, because Disney Plus has it. They oh, took does out the, it? I, they they oh, took does? out the iconic line. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, so, so the elves. Um, I think for me, you know, that... I like the the costumes from the first from Rudolph better than I do the others, and um, I think the reason is that green and yellow that Buddy the Elf uses, you know, like the uh, the Elf Foreman. Um, yeah. It's it's pretty iconic, and I think it's more iconic than just the jingle and jangles later on. You know, is there where is it just pretty much just red? Or well, the, uh, and I know the Kringle elves, you know, have like a sort of Santa suit, but uh, seeing it on the elves themselves to me just doesn't look right. Something about it looks odd. I I think you could t- you could I think it's the scale, you know, aesthetically do the costume to look like the Rudolph elves, and then do all the different colors. Like in Elf, they have blue mm-hmm. and yellow and pink and green and red, right, and the orange uh, yep. and all that. Mm-hmm. But in terms of character. Uh-huh. They should have kept Hermie, Jingle, Jangle, Tanta Kringle, and uh, the head elf grumpy guy from Rudolph. The oh, the elf foreman? <laughs> yeah, throughout. They're like the main elves. I don't know why yeah, they keep changing but, them up. But they can't, they can't exist together. I mean, those, those elves are so kind and sweet. And then you have, you know, this bigoted, <laughs> anti-dental elf. <laughs> Anti, he's a anti <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that guy was so out of place and i think he was just under a lot of pressure you know uh i, I used to be a band director and uh when it came time for you know concert season and uil i mean you you, you know you start to lose it a little bit <laughs> he was just getting ready for for the big show for santa <laughs> do you blame him with how grumpy that santa was how mean for, he was for real <laughs> what did they say? Attitude reflects leadership. <laughs> Playing the role he was meant to play. There you go. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think I'd probably take him out, honestly. I, really? I don't see. Yeah, I, I don't really see why he's necessary, except to, I mean, his whole purpose is just so that Hermie can leave. I mean, that's really his whole goal. But if Hermie's that dissatisfied, I think. Well, I think he would want to leave even without that extra push. Well, I, I guess if you have Jingle and Jangle, if you have Hermie, mm-hmm. if you have Tanta Kringle, Tanta Kringle kind of replaces that guy anyway as the head elf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I could see that. Yeah. Okay. Let's get rid of him in this fix of continuity. <laughs> but then how would we drive Hermie to leave? I guess his fellow elf mates could be the ones making fun of him, like Rudolph. Like Rudolph, yeah. Yeah. Might be too on the nose. No pun intended. (laughs) I wish I was clever enough to say that pun was intended, but no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that's tricky. But, I mean, if he really was that dissatisfied and he just wanted to be a dentist, I mean, I think he he could find a way to make himself leave. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Especially after like his big toy, you know, his big yes. dentist doll was rejected. You know, that's, <laughs> that's enough. enough of a reason. Exactly. Yeah. It Boom. just storms out at that point. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to go make cookies in a tree. So another, 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 another huge continuity issue, probably even bigger than the elves. 
are these various winter figures. You have Winterbolt and Winter Warlock. <laughs> you have Jack Frost. You have the uh, Snow Miser. And with think, him, his brother, the Heat Miser. I think Father Winter was another one. Uh, right? And, and what was he? He was in Jack Frost. He was like, Jack Oh, yeah. Frost he was uh, like, Yeah. The big cloud looking dude. Which is, <laughs> it's also funny because if you go to like the first Easter Rabbit, uh when uh you know with, with the one that's based off the velveteen rabbit and then a fairy brings him to life and then he goes to easter valley and santa and the north pole are like right there but there's another like winter wizardy kind of guy named zero and, <laughs> yeah so they they really love their like winter you know warlock kind of <laughs> guys <laughs> but i i mean i still think we should just treat them like uh like Morgoth and Sauron, man, you know, just, uh, <laughs> we have the big bad and then all the, <laughs> the little minions. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I would, I wouldn't get rid of any of them. You can't get rid of snow miser, even though he'd be the easiest to get rid of because they have uh -oh. one of the best Rankin bass songs. They do. And they play with so well against each other. And you have mother nature. Who's another continuity issue in the Rankin Bass world. Yeah, well, you know, it's just all these characters just introduced, like, you know, ex nihilo. It just, it doesn't... Uh... But if, well, if you... you have to, like, we have the two different mother natures whose personalities, appearances, everything are completely different, right? Two? <laughs> two? Well, which is the other mother nature? I did some research for this, y'all. Oh. There is the second mother nature from Rankin Bass. Oh, is this from the weird one from a few years ago that Mither Brothers Christmas? A Mither Brothers oh, Christmas. Oh, that one, yeah. That's actually technically not Rankin Bass. But Wait, what? It's one of those unofficial sequels like Frosty Returns. Okay. Yeah. Although it actually is, I mean, it's pretty decent. Out, out of all the sequels, that one's <laughs> yeah. actually the, probably the best one. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. The songs are terrible. They're the, like the worst songs uh, ever. Except for their reprise of the Heat Miser song. Well, yeah, of course. But uh, the Santa in that's pretty terrible too. I didn't know that was at Rick and Bass. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, the same it, actor it, who played Heat Miser too. That's his last it, role before he died. Uh -huh. Well, also, um, what's his name? Was back as Santa. Um, Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. Mm -hmm. So they tried, and I think it was just whoever owned the, uh, whoever had bought the catalog of, you know, The Year Without a Santa Claus, they tried redoing it, you know, making that sequel. But, <laughs> and the really but bad yeah, remake. So, so yes, we need to, uh, oh, let's not even get into that live action. When you guys watch that, Tom, I feel so bad for you. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just not going to do it. I think Colin's sick that day. <laughs> we'll have to bring it we'll have to bring in my replacement again <laughs> oh no wait a minute <laughs> oh darn it i stepped right into that one um but yeah they, they should fix mother nature's look uh for sure <laughs> yeah i i mean i like all those all the different winter personifications but i i do wonder if yeah perhaps it could be slimmed down a bit Mm -hmm. Well, if you if you look at it like if the whole overarching thing of this content this connected universe is this it starts with Winterbolt and Lady Borealis, their war yeah. ends with it. After Winterbolt's defeat the first time, like you said, all his minions just go off. Just scatter, yeah. Just scatter. You know, they change at the times, kind of forget about him. It could work that way. 
That's true. Yeah. I, I like that we're Lord of the Rings, you know, Lord of the Rings. Uh, oh, thing. yeah. What, when we get to how we would remake these as a limited series or live action, it's going to start with that 10 minute prologue of Winterbolt and Lady Borealis and their fortress fighting. <laughs> what they were, all of them deceived. Yeah. <laughs> Except it's SD Kluger doing the, doing the voice. <laughs> The mailman. The mailman. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I can see that. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I think the best way would be yeah for Santa, uh, and this uh, I'm getting ahead of ourselves, but yeah, he's got to like not know anything about it. I think you know. Oh right. <laughs> and he would have, and I would make him have a more active part in the finale. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. For sure. One of the things that always bugged me, you know, was the um, Rudolph's aging. So in the first special, at the end of the special, you know, he's he's not full grown, but I mean, he's got his antlers are grown out, and uh, you know, he's definitely older. And then he's, when we go, when we go to woman. well, yeah, I know the the whole. <laughs> <thing>. it's, <laughs> it's Rudolfa. Although but, I guess uh, I guess if we're discussing, you know, if we're discussing the problems with reindeer, we should. And and biology, we should probably first address their anti gravity properties <laughs> before we concern ourselves with their. their That's antlers. true. Yeah. Well, we got how about little, the fact, a little suspension of disbelief, I suppose. But, or how about the fact that the reindeer only talk in half the specials, and the other half they can't talk at all. Oh yeah. <laughs> but no, he, you know, and then he goes to uh, what is it? The Rudolph's shiny new year and all of a sudden he's he's got the Young little again. he's got the teeny little antlers again i mean that always bugged me you yep. know and then and then same thing in rudolph the you know the big finale the you know the avengers he, he's same thing he's he's still got the little tiny little antlers there yeah you can see it there in your background yeah. photo right there <laughs> you got it <laughs> there you go so rudolph and frosty are he needs to podcast tonight we need to like Keep it, you know, either young or old, but come on, pick one guy. <laughs> or have him age up throughout the or, or that too. That works also. Yeah. Maybe by the time you reach the finale, he's fully fledged. He's an adult at that point, you know? He has a full fledged antlers at that point. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. Again, I'm expected to believe that they're flying. So right, I right. should have no qualms with them having antlers in December. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it was, the finale is actually in July. Oh, there you go. That's true. Which is another thing I would change if we were remaking this. Yeah, that's, yeah. that yeah. doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah. And why they thought it would work just boggles my mind. They literally could have just done a Christmas fair or something yep. instead of like the summer circus. Yeah, for real. Just somewhere in the South. They just needed an excuse for frosty near, to near, melt. Near, 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 near. They, all they needed to do was come to Texas, man. We never get snow. <laughs> and or, it's a million degrees here. Uh, or all they needed to do was take his hat and just kill him <laughs> that way. They didn't even need. Yeah, for them. real. There's a whole we could we could definitely rework all of that. So <laughs> how many uh, how many Christmases do you remember growing up in shorts? <laughs> like almost all of them. <laughs> for real, almost all of them. I think I didn't have my first Christmas with snow. And even then it's not like snow, snow. Cause it was gone the next day, but it was, uh, I think I was like 25 when I first saw that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. funny story about my first time with snow. 
I was went to Wisconsin for Christmas when I was 14. Uh, it was negative 22 degrees <laughs> and there were feet of snow. And I had made a bet with friends that I would, they, they insisted because I just hated pants. So I did not wear, I just wore shorts all the time. They insisted I would not wear shorts. And I said, of course I will. And then they insisted, I bet you'd be too afraid to go out and sit in the snow in shorts. <laughs> of course I would be. Well, this progresses as it does with young men. Of course. Where I'm outside next to my grandparents' uh, thermometer sitting in a pile of snow in my boxers. <laughs> <laughs> but I won the dare. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, man. Now that's rad. That's totally rad. That's totally rad. Yeah. And it wasn't that Christmas. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was in the 90s, or this would have been an awesome segue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I would definitely fix Rudolph's aging. Have some consistency w- across the. Yeah. I would fix Frosty's Winter Wonderland because he returns. They're supposed to be the same kids who know him, just use the same kids from. Oh, the yeah. Yeah. Special. And they're, yeah. I think there's like only. And of course, I, I can't prove it, but I think there's only like the one kid, maybe the <laughs> like, really small one with the, the long really hat. small one that gives the the crazy uh, answer to the names when they're trying to come up with names. <laughs> yeah, 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 like cornflake or whatever it is. The... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I yeah, that's a good point. Keep all the same children. For Keep real. all the same children. Mm-hmm. And the rabbit. Why not bring the rabbit back? Hocus Pocus. He had, a, he had a place. Hocus Pocus should have had some more continuity in the in the. Well, story. I think the kids in general should have. I think if you took Karen, the little girl from Frosty, Karen, yeah, and uh, that boy from the Year Without Santa Claus, Iggy, I oh, think yeah. they could have mm-hmm. been like the kid faces of the franchise. Yeah, I could see that. Who, like, That's you know, funny. Rudolph and Frosty always interact with whenever they come to town. You know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I should say. See, I'm, I'm laying seeds for what I'm gonna pitch in a bit. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, content, continuity. I see wise, what you did there. The the animate. It doesn't bother me that some are traditionally animated, some are stop motion. But I wish that weird, creepy looking Santa from Twice a Day oh, Before Christmas. That needs to go. That needs to go. <laughs> Look like any of the other it's, Santas. It is so bad. And, you know, it's it's so funny because, um, you know, Paul Coker did the same. I mean, he, he, he did the concept art for – he designed the characters of Santa for Frosty and that other special. Like, just keep the same Santa. Why, why do you – you don't have to reinvent the wheel, you know? Just no mustache. Oh, it was a neck beard. <laughs> and he was, like, two feet tall. <laughs> In all fairness, this was before neck beard was an insult. That's true. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> but i always hated that even as a kid i was like where's his mustache i mean it just drove me crazy you know and and, and that's a shit it drove me crazy too and that's a shame too because i think that's actually honestly one of the stronger ranking bass specials I, yeah i do too i mean it's also trippy you know that one's <laughs> on our list for later this year i mean there's there's a you know mice singing about leprechauns and <laughs> oh, I, I cast their and, voices oh, did you really i did not 
Okay, but, we're talking about continuity of the Brink and Bastion. We can't even have continuity among the three of us and who were recasting. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, and I'll, t- and I'll uh, tell you why. I think I'm understanding to, their problems now. <laughs> if, you, if you want to streamline... It's, it's all making sense. If you want to streamline, I would combine The Year Without a Santa Claus and Twas the Night Before Christmas. Very similar stories. Santa's wearing his fit, doesn't want to make the delivery. Yeah. You have two very, like... Gregorious mares. I would just make the little boy and the human father the same in both of them, the mare the same in both of them, and add the mice and the miser brothers. <laughs> the, the That's mice. how you combine the I think it would work. And then yeah. instead of Santa only coming back to make his trip because of the clock and the song, he decides, okay, I'm not sick anymore. The peakheads of the world show their appreciation, but they still do this thing to show how he's appreciated. Okay, I know this is an aside, but like, I gotta say, does it bother anyone that the mouse living in the clockmaker's house has the same occupation as the clockmaker? <laughs> my, hey, mice need there... clocks too. Mice need clocks too. But what I see it more do as, they though? I see it more as a. Um, it seems more like from Elf, the the cobbler elves. Yeah, I think this clockmaker is just a drunk. And the mice come out in the middle of the night. I can't do all I think that wins today. Yep. <laughs> oh man, that's brilliant. So you so you'd keep the mice? Yeah. Okay. I, I'll keep. I'll go with the mice. We'll keep the mice. They just. But, but you don't can't, have, you can't, But if you combine them together, across, how do they come across though? I, I mean, because you could you could easily combine them together because. Um, you know what's his name iggy is already starting to doubt mm-hmm. you know and so just make him the one that writes the letter yep i would personally his, you know and then you have it more uh it means more when santa comes when to, comes to visit their house yep. yeah yeah so it makes sense i would remove from this cinematic universe inexplicable doubting of santa okay there is no way all of these adults that we see in movies don't believe in Santa. These shows, if they want, if we want, okay, we're not pushing the whole Santa narrative in our home. But if you want your kids to believe, why does every show have adults or older teenagers questioning Santa's existence? I think it's so that at the end, when, it, you know, like in the goofy one, when he does have, you know, come by, then it's like <gasps> this whole time. No, but you, know? but you but had the whole time. You had it's more like a bam, you know, kind of a. Thing. Pete Pete has kids, so wouldn't shouldn't Pete have known Santa was real? <clears throat> yeah, he should have. Well, I don't have all, well, that, all the answers, that, guys. Well, that's a conundrum <laughs> in all of this stuff, right? The yeah, the live yeah, action. That's, yeah, that's what Tom's. Yeah, parents, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what Tom's getting at. Yeah, we need to remove that from all of this crud. We can do uh, that. You. you you have the simple explanation when people get older, they lose magic. They kind of just stop seeing that side of the world. You know, they stop believing in stuff, things they can't see. It goes back to seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing. seeing. Bills, dog. Bills. <laughs> Changes you. <laughs> um, I, I do think, before we go any further, that we probably should take out, like out of the main continuity, we probably should remove things like the cricket from the hearth, Mm-hmm. Stingiest man in town, 
and maybe the life and adventures of Santa Claus. Well, I don't think that one was in the main continuity ever to begin. Well, that's, yeah, but I mean, like, I think we should just like get rid of those for sure so that we're all kind of at least on the same page. I mean, you could make them work, but I, I think they just go a whole different, I mean, that's just a whole different thing, you know, based on literary works. And, and if I mean, you, I'm, I might even think also Pinocchio's remove. Christmas. Oh, I was, see, I was going to say remove Pinocchio's Christmas and the first yeah. Christmas snow as well. Yeah, the first Christmas and, snow, I could see And that. then I would combine Little Drummer Boy and Nestor. And Nestor, yep. That, that's yep, exactly yep. what I was thinking. Yep. Because they, they happen concurrently. <laughs> yep, exactly. Streamline that. You get the one like religious biblical movie. Mm-hmm. Right in the middle. Or in the early beginning, I suppose. <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> um, <laughs> Continuity-wise, I'm trying to think what else. You, Con Cornelius, I'd have as a recurring character whenever Every Rudolph... freaking episode. Yes, For yes. Every movie. He, he has, has to be, character. yes. I can't <laughs> wait I to tell you who much. I cast as him. I couldn't I, I, care. I like mine. I don't know if he's good, but I like mine. <laughs> I like mine too. I couldn't care less about Hermie in the continuity of things. Like, yeah, yeah. He he's... Come or go. But Yukon Cornelius is such a wasted asset. Yep. <laughs> he should have been the Agent Coulson of it all, man. Right? <laughs> he 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 shows up at he shows up at uh, in Frost at the end of Frosty's Winter Wonderland. We're putting together a special team. Xmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I mean, those I think are the biggest continuity besides appearance stuff, which you mentioned. Yeah, like I mean, even in your background picture right there, you know, Frosty's hat—the color of his magic hat—all of a sudden. Oh or, yeah, I hate. I should Orange be black. instead of black, yeah. It has yeah. to be black. Yeah, it's a magician's Wait, which, hat. Oh, yeah, oh, some rant, no. Yeah, so that's, I would definitely fix that for sure. <laughs> so do we want to talk about how we would plot out the grand? We've kind of been doing it as we go along. We kind of have, yeah. I agree that you have to start with like the big Lord of the Rings, pro, Lord of the Rings style prologue. <laughs> with Lady Borealis and Winterbolt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are we starting with? When oh oh we're no we're just saying the uh, okay. that the in our in our you know imaginary Amazon live Prime, action live Amazon action Prime series. series. Oh, I love it. <laughs> that uh, we got to start with you know let's make it epic, and so we'll start with uh, Lady Boreal and Winterbolt's, or, or even before Lady Boreal gets there, Winterbolt is just like dominating. Yep, <laughs> he's just knights kinging it all up, you know. <laughs> oh that's funny oh and you could even like <laughs> so then, you know how you know how in the justice league flashback the, you saw all the gods come together to fight steppenwolf and that oh yeah 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 justice league? You, could have, <laughs> you could have mother nature and father time down there as well with lady borealis help trying to fight wonderful oh yeah we'd make this big epic yeah I'm that could be really that. cool yeah i like that would uh, would Mother Nature have had her children then, or is it just Mother Nature? I would say oh. just Mother Nature at that point. Okay, I'd say I'd say Mother Nature. Yeah, Mother Nature, Father Time, and Lady Boreal. You know, I'm still curious as to who Heat Miser and Snow Miser's dads are. <laughs> that's that's one thing that I've always wondered. <laughs> like, who are their parents? The Cloud but, from Jack Frost and Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> oh yeah, they're they're twins. It would have to be the same father, right? Oh no, are they twins? No, they're, they're not step. Twins. I think they're. Uh, oh, they're step. They're two half, separate brothers. Half, half yeah, brothers. Half yep. brothers. Yep. Yeah. 
So, okay, Father Winter. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> Father Winter. And, or wouldn't uh, it be crazy if it was Winterbolt? <laughs> <gasps> oh, man. We're getting real out there with this. Yeah, we really are. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're putting a lot of rando stuff together. <laughs> okay, back to our back to our show. So and then and then the prologue ends with them locking Winterbull away, but then we'd have some kind of like there was a prophecy <laughs> and she predicted like, you know, the reindeer, the snowman, and Santa. Yeah. And then I was going to say, I think that has to be handled really carefully because that can sound like it can come off like really dumb. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so even if it's just something like, you know, you know, one character is like, you know, we he's gone. And another character is like for now, you know, something even just something simple like that, I think would work as, yep. as a, the end to a prologue, you know, um, then, because because I like the prophecy thing. I do. But. I just in too many too many movies I've seen where it's like oh what are you doing that's just it's, yeah. it's, it's like it's just that's dumb you know so so, uh, so as as that battle ends we fade away to the present big thunderstorm we see Chris Kringle's <laughs> biological mother leaving the baby on Burgermeister's doorstep and then we get Santa Claus is coming to town do we have a reason, <laughs> do we know the reason she's doing it. I mean, we, that could be something expanded upon in a live-action film. I mean, can we, just assume, can we just assume she's on meth? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is somber town, so, I mean, she's... She right, that's kind of what I was thinking. Could we, this is why these people are so depressed. I, see, in my mind, it was always more Hunchback of Notre Dame, where she was, like, being persecuted by the Burgermeister, and, you know, she left her child there. Hmm. Oh, okay. okay. Interesting. Both good theories. Okay. I don't know. Mine might be simply like she just, there. it's a poor kind of town and they, she just doesn't have enough money to feed a baby. And because of the takes, math. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Could be because of the math. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, you know, she just gives them away. And then you get the I, I plot. Know. You get the plot of Santa Claus is coming to town. A little less, you know, we don't need the seals teaching him how to laugh and things like that. You'd make it a little more <laughs> yeah. straight. That's, those are definitely of its time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but when they're refugees heading north, I suggest getting lost in like some kind of big snowstorm. Mm-hmm. And you get a hint of Lady Borealis kind of like pointing the way to the North Pole. That way she's still like the original prologue, this figure is still top of mind in these specials and yeah. connected. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I do have a question. So we're talking continuity. When does Jack Frost take place? Is oh yeah, you know what? Or that, after? Because some of their some of their outfits That seems before, doesn't it? Santa seems more modern than Jack Frost. Right. He seems more like, you know, some ter- sometime between like 1870 to like 1920, you know, Santa Claus is coming to town, at least in my mind. Mm-hmm. And Jack Frost, I mean, there's, it medieval. seems more, yeah, more a little more, even like, I don't know. Early 1800s. 16, yeah, 1670, early 1800s latest to me. Yep. You're right. Okay. We'd have to put him first. I don't know. It's just I'm just I'm just saying. Like, no, like we, if we're hammering out continuity here, we get <laughs> Jack Frost has to go first. Yeah, one hundred. I really correct. think I really think it does. 
And uh, are we are we tying in the um, you know Nestor and Little Drummer nope. Boy into it? No. Nope. Okay. No. Nope. Okay. I mean, our t- our uh, timeline our timeline would have to be way too off. Okay, I just want to make sure. So because uh, especially because, because they would have nothing to do with Winterbolt or Lady Borealis or you know Santa. Yeah. All I can keep thinking is the Family Guy episode where they, every time you say that is when they go visit the the Aurora aurora david borealis <laughs> <laughs> i love that one <laughs> um, but uh you know i mean who we don't even have santa claus when nestor's born i'm trying to think it through i, I don't want to i felt like i just came out and said nay but i'm thinking like we don't even have santa when this happens right no and no you don't and the only real continuity between all those um of course, Jesus, you know, is the reason for it's Christmas. Jesus. But, but um, is, is Nestor, you know, because his ancestor, Spieltoe, or excuse me, his descendant, you know, Spieltoe, <laughs> Spieltoe, is, uh, is there with Santa. But Which I'm if you okay want to talk about rid- streamlining. I, I'm okay of getting rid of that. Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm okay with, with doing that. Yep. So, so I think it would be Jack Frost would be the first one in our universe. Okay. Okay. I think that works. And we get his whole adventure. Well, that would explain why he's like a fun-loving kind of guy. And then, you know, he's the guy, the girl he loves kind of disses him, you know, like he, she totally friend zones him. And then he's, you know, a jerk for Frosty. He turns a little so, better. So and then that. he decides to leave the winter cloud land and go off on his own. And plus him coming first makes sense because then you have a direct tie from Winterbolt to the cloud ice people. That's true. Yeah. Yep. Maybe that's where he. Uh, maybe that's where he learned his winteriness. From, I don't know his, his icy. Where? He got his icy heart from them. I don't know. I don't so, know the best way to say it. So Jack Frost and Santa Claus have come to town. Yeah, I think that would be next. Yeah, I I, I really do. Yeah. So elves this is the first. That would stretch through the series. We have what? Elves that would stretch through the whole series. Well, they're elves. I assume they live. You know quite a long time right so we'd have tanta kringle yes and jingle and jangle yes let's make i don't think kringles. we need hermy yet no hermy can come later i think or not <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure we could make it work without hermy but I and do we like cut him. out the foreman let's cut out the foreman for sure yeah okay yeah. and this is where we meet winter warlock too yes so this is like our first taste of uh oh his minions are like trying to resurrect or free him or something you know uh-huh and this is where you see santa's power is really this generosity and loving spirit and he's able to melt his heart right and yeah oh man if you're if cbs if you're listening to this or whoever owns the rights <laughs> hire the three of us because we have your next big hit here man Just- Pay us to do the entire next, you know. I'll do the music. Heck yeah, let's do it. Seven years of your Christmas specials. <laughs> you know what? I bet we could come up with some awesome specials, even if they're not based on, yeah. on the you, you, Everyone wants to compete with the MCU. Let us do your connected Christmas universe with your classic <laughs> built-in fan base. The Christmas core. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, then I, I guess Santa Claus is coming to town would follow pretty much the same plot, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, pretty strong. what do you think comes next? Frosty. Frosty. The first Frosty. Yeah. I could see that, yeah. So did we decide that we were combining 
Twas the Night Before Christmas and The Year Without a Santa Claus? Or did we decide we were just not going to do the whole uh, adult disbelief thing? I think I they should like be the combined. Sans the disbelief from adults. I think you could do both. Combine it and... Actually, you probably could do both. And that's why the dad is, is like, no, we, of course we believe. Although I guess, it, would that really make sense then if the kid is starting to doubt? Like, why would the kid start to doubt then? <laughs> probably because kids, because kids, know, at school, kids at school are mean, you know. It's as simple as that. Like, somebody, kids at school are being mean to him. Okay. You know, kids who are that. naughty at school, who got left cold, like Santa okay. doesn't even exist, you know. Okay, so we're going. We're going frosty next. I like that because, yeah. and the reason I say that because I think you could interchange that with the year without a Santa Claus. But I would like one film where Santa is still jolly before he starts getting blue and angry. <laughs> no, that that makes a. <laughs> well, yeah. Why don't we just keep him from getting blue? Yes, then the year without a Santa Claus wouldn't happen at all. At no, all. but maybe he's just instead of that, he's just sick. Right? Is that what you're saying? So we're suddenly making. Santa mortal in this. Yeah, that's true. Also, <laughs> that's a, that's another issue. We have Santa who can do all of these things, but he also gets sick. Doesn't really add mm. up for me. It's a magical sickness. <laughs> <laughs> it's coronavirus. He has no antibodies yet. <laughs> too, old too Ma- it's it's old Mag the Hag, man. She she cursed him. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> What is there anything you would change about the Frosty special though? If that comes next, the Frosty one is so good. I I really like that one. I don't know if I would change really much at all about it. It the really only, is so good. The only thing I would add to it, mm-hmm. just to keep this whole continuity going. Although you have okay. Santa, obviously, who would make right. his appearance. Mm-hmm. I'd see something where Lady Boreal and Chance the Hat. Or I kind of like. Yeah, maybe there, there's. A part of me that enjoys the lack of explanation here. Yeah, yeah, like the Tom Bombadil of it all. Yeah, the Tom Bombadil of it all. We don't need to understand how the hat got there. We don't need to understand what Tom Bombadil is. And 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 don't they just say? We should also not ever, ever allow Peter Jackson anything to do with Tom Bombadil. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. Since we're going Lord of the Rings, we need to just discuss that track. Oh man, it. Yeah, how can something so great? go to uh, no i don't i don't even want to say it <laughs> I, just, I was so disappointed with those hobbit movies me too uh-huh they, well first of all uh, should have been one movie yes thank yep. you okay thank you yes i'm glad i'm not the only one thinking it uh, i mean it, it drug out and i'm sorry but at what point in the in this world did we go from elves being grimly to trying to make them give them sex appeal that makes no sense <laughs> Tariel. Ugh. It's just weird. They're trying to make sexy elves, and I'm like, no, Gimli is what an elf is. And in the books, they talk about not knowing if you the mean elves dwarves? Are ma- That's I'm good lord. Thank you. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. The dwarves the <laughs> elves were always sexy Tariel. They were, they were. Funny story about that. Funny story about that. That's a when t-shirt, was, man. The elves are always sexy tall. Went with some friends to see the first to see the first uh maybe it was the second. It was one of the one of the trilogies. We went to midnight mute movie, midnight viewing, and uh, on our way home, one of my roommates out of nowhere was just kind of there. Everybody's a little. We were all excited. We were talking about it. Things start to wind down. We're all going back to our house. One of my roommates out of nowhere just goes, "You know, some girls think that Legolas guy is hot." 
<laughs> to this day, we'll just be sitting there with him somewhere, and I'll be like, you know, some girls think that Legolas guys. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> so you want to leave the hat thing, Mr. Yes. Snow? Well, and, and in, even in the original special, don't they even say that it's just something about that first Christmas snow that's so that's magical? Yeah. Well, the, the only reason the I season, thought, you know. Yeah, and then they retcon in Christmas and Frosty, Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas. Well, if we're, if we're going to get rid of the Lady Boreal enchanting the hat, we have to get rid of the stupid snowflake on Rudolph's foot when we get to Rudolph. I'm okay with that. I, I don't know. Ditch it. Ditch yeah. it. I don't think that's important. I mean, why can't he just be a, a reindeer that was born differently, you know? And So we're leaving Frosty relatively untouched then. I think so. so. I like Frosty. Yeah. I don't know if there's I mean, much that is a, you can do that. It's the highest one on our list. I mean, unless you want to make Professor Hinkle instead of some sort of, you know, like he's secretly a Winterbolt worshiper or something. I don't know. But I don't think you need to. I think just I leave it the way so. it is. Yeah. I, uh, I'll agree with that. Are we in a unanimous agreement about that? Here, here. Cool. So then I would move to the year We're without a so good at this. Let's start a Google Doc tonight. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, like, if, if we knew somebody in Hollywood, we could pitch this and they would go nuts for it. Because when was the last time there was a good theatrical Christmas movie that made a lot of money? If you took these classic properties. Grinch? <laughs> the Grinch, like two years ago. Touche. <laughs> Touche, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. when before that, it wasn't for a long time. Arguably, Elf. Yeah, I don't recall very many. So if you took properties that people, a lot of people already consider beloved, and remade them, I think there's something there. I wish we knew somebody. I really do because this 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 is great. So after Frosty, I vote we move to the year without a Santa Claus slash okay. was the night before Christmas. Okay. And we already said we combine the dad and the son into one character each. Okay. The yeah. dads and the son, the mayor into one mayor. Yeah, that's fine. And I vote keep the mice. You don't want to keep the mice though, do you? I just don't see them as per having a purpose. Yeah, same here in this, like, in this story. I mean, unless they're, they're there at the end fighting Winterbolt. <laughs> I no, you, you, you know what? You're right. We'll get rid of the mice. I mean, I, hey, I like the mice. I love the special. I just, in this overarching thing, I just, same thing. I don't think that they're necessary. They serve a purpose. Yeah. No, you yeah. know what? You're right. We have, to, we have to be willing to make the hard cuts. <laughs> it is so hard. Somebody's got to do it, Anthony, if this is going to be successful. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, this last, uh, my last episode, uh, I mean, it's an hour and a half. And I had to cut it down from like two hours and 15 minutes. I mean, it was long. We were just talking and talking. And still, I cut out as much as I could. And still, it was long. And I was like, oh, well, it's long. Well, so. we, we, our episodes have get on longer, too. And our, fan, our listeners need to actually really like it. We've had no complaints. Yeah, but there's three of you. <laughs> this is just me and my brother. <laughs> so. But that's why it was probably so good. Because the, there's a chemistry there. Uh, well, I guess I hope, but <laughs> but anyway, yes. Yeah, so hard cuts, I understand. <laughs> so hard cuts with the mice. Yeah, let's let's yeah. And Santa sick. What did we decide about that? Or angry? I just don't see a good I, Santa sick. I think it should be Santa sick. People think he's angry, 
which is why they start building that clock thing because they don't think he's going to visit because he's angry at them. And that how would how would he get sick though? Is it because um, yeah, at, at, by this point somehow Elven magic or something he's immortal. Right. So I think yeah. it's more of a, you know, quote unquote mind sickness, you know, he's just tired after all these years, no breaks every year. He just he's just feeling he's just feeling tired. I think he's just he's just mentally exhausted. Mentally exhausted at this point. And so it's more he's, that. he's a saint. And he's jolly. And he's yeah, he's he, well, this, this is, is all, a, the, this is like this would be hold on this would be like us coming to December and being like man we've done so many episodes I just I don't have it in me to do another two yeah I don't know if that's I don't know I don't see you guys that's, doing that no <laughs> I'm more inclined to think of it as some sort of like magical like curse or sickness or something if we're gonna keep this storyline we have to keep the storyline or maybe he, maybe he's injured maybe it's not a sickness maybe he gets injured somehow okay I can go injured broken leg yeah okay that's uh, he I fell. Mean, off- that he's not that he's not sure will heal before Christmas. <laughs> he, he fell off a roof. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> and he's not. Yeah, he's not sure if he's going to make it. And of course, the the people think he's mad at them because of that boy Iggy's letter. Jerk. Which is why. Which is why they build the clock and they need to publicly shame the kid more. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I want shame. them to go back the stocks. Shame. Put him in stocks again. You know. <laughs> But with a broken leg and his attitude not taking a hit, what's the reason for Mrs. Claus sending out Jingle and Jingle with Vixen and the Heat Miser and Snow Miser and all? She just they, wants to make sure that you know Christmas is is done and done well. I guess I don't know. I, I can okay. I can buy something like that. You know, because if he's if he's not sure that he's gonna make it on time, he's gonna heal and you know all the disappointed kids. I think Mrs. Claus at this point. Be, especially being an ex-teacher, she'd be like, no, we got to make this happen. And so she... And she maybe that's why well, there's a snow miser and heat miser. Santa's allowed to get by them, but that's it. Maybe well, they, if anyone else is going to do it, they'd have a little problem with that. Well, maybe she doesn't even think it's going to be Santa. Maybe she thinks somebody's going to have to sub in a la Angela Lansbury. And so they're going to get temperate weather globally so that they have an easy journey, right? They don't. We don't want to have another yeah. Rudolph situation. Uh, well, Rudolph didn't happen well, yet. Yeah, Rudolph yes. hasn't happened yet. But yes. <laughs> I okay. Yes, that makes sense. But we're but we're but we're but preemptively. Like yeah. Well, we could all, we could even say in this that she doesn't like. We don't have a contingent. You know, we. I don't know what to do if if, if we have this hor- if we hit a if we hit a horrible blizzard or if the reindeer get too hot. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. So like we're, pre- we're 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 hinting at the fact that there is no contingency plan when we get to Rudolph in this cinematic universe, right? So it's foreshadowing, but at the same time, we see what happens to Vixen when she gets too hot. Santa goes down to get her out of the pound, meets Iggy, makes it mm-hmm. more special, right? Yep, I like it. I like it. And then the rest, Santa gets better in time. As long as we presents. have like. A- we just got to have a dope song by the Miser Brothers. <laughs> dope song by the Miser Brothers, and we have to have that awesome clock song. Come on, old Chris Kringle, down the Milky oh, that is, Way. That is such a good song. Yeah, I love that I song. I think we make them into raps. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was December Gr- 24th. Let's not Grinch 2000 this thing. <laughs> we could finally have a good Christmas, truly Christmas rap song. <laughs> Yo, B, oh. I am the mean one. They call me the Grinch. I tried to live with the guilt, but it was making me wince. <laughs> I oh, love no. that song. 
Yeah, you totally coming on my show to do an episode on that song. <laughs> oh my god, yes! <laughs> yeah, I'll wrap that whole song for "Gag Me with a Spoon." I already wrote you down. I just I'm gonna, to date. <laughs> I'm gonna go and say I'm not gonna listen that day. <laughs> I will skip that episode. That's it's that's okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll do two episodes just in case. <laughs> Pick which one you want. So, but, uh, so after the year without Santa Claus, should we do Frosty Returns first? Or, or Winter's Wonderland. Uh, Winter's That's, Wonderland, or should we get into Rudolph? I was thinking Frosty. I think it's Winter a good Wonder- time for Rudolph. Okay. <laughs> no, you know what? Rudolph. Let- I, I was going to agree with Tom. I think Rudolph should be first. Yep. Uh, and then that way we can set up that Frosty and Rudolph are like pals. And, and so that's how they know each other when it's, you know, when the kids and the misses are around kind of a thing. Yep. Yes. That's a, yeah. Because that's something continuity wise you have to fix. How did those two meet? Yep. Yep. You know, all of a sudden they're just like best pals. Yep. <laughs> Rudolph, would we keep mostly the same? There's a lot of weird things in Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Rudolph. I really do. But I mean, Moonracer. <laughs> no, we have to keep the misfit toys. Well, if we make if we make Moonracer part of that initial battle against Winter yes, Wolf, then yes. I could see us keeping him. But that's like the only way he can stick around. Oh, you have to have him in that initial battle with Father Time, Mother Nature, and Lady Borealis. Yes. I mean, that's the only way I could see him sticking around because that, you that get, part is just weird. <laughs> you get that epic shot of him like flying down at Winter Bowl with his claws roaring with the wings spread wide. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Winter Bolt on his, uh, with his rain snakes. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's just, it doesn't even make sense. Cocaine, so, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're we're bringing we're bringing two drugs into the cinematic universe at this point, right? <laughs> so, uh, so I'd keep it mostly the same then, except for Hermie. You said we don't have the foreman elf, so he gets he walks he just, out yeah, when they just, reject his toy. Yeah, he's like, I got a new great idea. I love dentistry, and then they they're like, no, that's that's ridiculous, and so he leaves. And this is where we have to, I mean, introduce. And for sure, by this time, Yukon Cornelius. But I think it'd be great if he was actually like just leaving on his prospecting ways, like in, during the frosty one, you know, like he's oh yeah, or something. You know, he's introduced there. Then maybe he passes through the South Town, town. From South Town. Yeah, <laughs> I you liked know. it. I I'm all for that because <laughs> yeah, he's so good. Is he still looking for a peppermint mine, or is he actually <laughs> looking for silver and gold? Silver and gold. Cocaine. so he's going to columbia (laughs) okay so silver and gold yes let's do that (laughs) so so then the rest then we actually get to keep that song then Then we get to keep the song yeah the rest of the special is the same then and then it goes right into rudolph shiny new year yes rudolph shiny new year which Oof, how would you change that one? <laughs> okay, so I have I have an idea. The instead of all like he the big ears and all that stuff, forget about that. He Eon the Terrible, who is part of Winterbolt's army, he's realizing his his thing is up, his time's almost come. So he kidnaps, he just straight up kidnaps the baby. And we don't have to mess with the whole, I mean, they can just be little places on the journey, you know, that he doesn't have to stop and go to 1776 and all that stuff, you know, <laughs> you know, he just goes to rescue it. And in the end, somehow 
you know, they, they, they turn Eon or they save him or he dies. It really doesn't matter to me and, <laughs> at that point. But that, and, that can get rid of a lot of the, the crummy. <laughs> and to make it better, Yukon uh-huh. goes with him on the journey instead Yukon of Yukon goes with him. Yeah. And Frosty, who is at this point living in the North Pole. And this is where we see Rudolph and Frosty's friendship develop. Ooh, I like that. I like that. What do you think, Tom? I just, I have no, I have no <laughs> desire to try to salvage Rudolph Shanganui. I, I say we just save ourselves headache and consider it non-canonical. <laughs> <laughs> this will be our Batman nipples, right? <laughs> it could be if it's not played right. Yeah, it, it definitely could be. I think that's the best way to do it. Yukon and Frosty on the journey with him and Hermie. Rather than the knight and the whale and the I don't bear. know if Hermie needs to go, but but yeah, for sure I, I would definitely send Yukon and, and I like Frosty going with them. Yeah. And then go we on. can get to Frosty's Winter Wonderland from there. Which is where Frosty meets his wife. Yes. And we get Jack Frost trying do to we steal need, the hat. Do we yeah, uh, do we need Frosty to have a wife? That's just weird. They need, I mean, like, do they sit and watch each other melt at the end of the year? Do they, like, is that a morning time? Are we? <laughs> well, I think if they go live in the North Pole, I think they're... They never melt. They never melt, yeah. Okay, so in this world, we're just ignoring global warming altogether. Yep. Well, you're ignoring the fact that reindeer can fly and snowmen can talk. <laughs> and have oh, antlers at, at different times of the year. <laughs> well, you know, all that's fine, but I just think we need to keep some realism. The kid, We need to teach kids and educate them. They need to watch... You know, okay. they, then, need watch, um, they need to then, watch Frosty and Mrs. Claus melt into a puddle next to a dead polar bear. <laughs> well, then they could go to the Antarctica. I would mostly keep Frosty's Winter Wonderland the same, <clears throat> except make the kids come back. Oh, the Her. same kids. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I think Frosty's Winter Wonderland is kind of important just to have Jack Frost return <laughs> to his, you know, evil more, ways. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. To, uh, What's the word? Un, un, un unbitter him. I don't know. So that he's no longer embittered. Yes. <laughs> His redemption. Let's say that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and so that's what we're gonna call it. He's stealing the hat for the powers it gives him. Right. That's what he wants. That's what he wants. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then that leads us into the grand Avengers finale. Rudolph and Frosties. I'm going to call it. Christmas of- something. Not Christmas something, <laughs> but it's not Christmas in July. It's no, take yeah, place at Christmas. I agree. Christmas let's make it at festival. Christmas. Yeah. There's no need to have it at Christmas in July. I mean, again, that just complicates everything. We could open it- up for some diversity and have uh <laughs> I like Rudolph and Frosty's Hanukkah idea. Yeah, yep. I'm done with that. But we, we did forget to mention that uh Rudolph and Frosty's Festival of Lights. There you go. Oh, even better. Yeah, that sounds great. Rudolph and Frosty's eight crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but only if Adam Sandler comes out. <laughs> um, but we did forget to mention that Winterbolt is awakened because Lady Boreal's um, power is faded. Remember, he's the reason for the, the huge storm in Rudolph. Remember yeah, that? Yes. that was retcon. So we, we had to remember that. So he's already awake now so if all this stuff happens afterwards maybe he's responsible for some of it yeah maybe yeah eon had eon had something was going to bring baby new year to him for some reason yeah yeah maybe and maybe he was mind controlling jack frost to bring the hat to him could be yeah 
So by this point, he comes up with his plan to <laughs> take out Frosty and Rudolph and Santa. Yes, but let's let's change that plan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no circus, no crazy reindeer, druggy reindeer. I'm um, clearly on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Uh... <laughs> oh man, uh, that's that's a fun. It's <laughs> a fun time. So yes, whatever the reason is, or whatever they they're going down for the festival of lights or something. Somehow he just his plan is to maybe he just wants another army of snowmen. I don't know. I don't think he needs to. I, the, I don't think he needs that whole let me take Santa's place thing. I think that's kind of ridiculous. I think he just wants what he wants to conquer the world and make it a nice planet, and he's in charge. But he knows he can't do that with Rudolph, Frosty, and Santa standing in the way. Right, right. We still, I still want him to have his genie because I want his genie to be go like Frosty the Snowman's hat has its own kind of magic. <laughs> <laughs> well, plus that that thing looked pretty cool. So <laughs> imagine what they could do nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> we Santa, we said, had has, has to be more active in the finale. Yes, I yeah, think they all this... come back to fight Winterbull. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, the Miser Brothers, Winter Warlock. Yeah, All we have them. the we have the huge team up and yeah. Karen and Iggy. They would be in this town where the festival of lights are going on. It's South Town or whatever, and they defeat Winterbolt. Everyone's happy, and our story comes to an end. I think we just knocked it out of the park. Made that universe epic. <laughs> CBS, Warner Brothers, whoever, give us a call. Hit us up, <laughs> especially. When you people call casting. People. <laughs> oh let's, no. Let's get into casting. Fantastic. Right. Oh man. Now all of a sudden I got really self-conscious there. <laughs> okay. Who do we want to start with? Uh Santa. Uh, Santa. I knew you were gonna say that. Okay. okay. Uh I, I go last. <laughs> um, I am going unconventional Santa. Hmm. That I think we can see Santa age as Rudolph grows. Okay. I'm going with someone who's slightly on the younger side, but could make, be made to look older. And I'm going to say Patton Oswalt. Oh, Ooh, that's a good choice. I like that. That is a good choice. It's, yeah. it's different, right? That's very different. Oh, mine is crazy different. And I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for it, but so, <laughs> I'm going to say it anyway, but I'll wait. <laughs> so I'm going, I actually cast young Chris Kringle and Santa. So, so did I, I was young. Yeah. So oh, young Chris Kringle, I cast Jacob Tremblay. And Santa Claus, now, I want you to picture it. This actor is a chameleon, even though he's younger. Once you think of some of the roles he's played, you can see him transform into an old man. If you say Matthew Lillard, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to say Christian Bale. That is he could interesting. Play, he could play know. Chris Kringle as a young, fit guy in Santa Claus has come to town. And then you do the prosthetics. He puts on all that weight like he does because he's method. And he could be older... <laughs> Older Santa, uh, he has the edge to him. So when Santa's grumpier, I think Christian Bale would knock it out of the park. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what my wife told me when I kind of discussed this with her. Okay. First, she suggested Rupert Grint. Ooh. <laughs> just because for young. For, for young, yeah, just because he's... I could see that. Ginger. That's not my choice, but that's, that's the only one she gave me. No, I okay. actually, I went unconventional also. And it's only, and it's not because of their like famous works, but because some of their other works that I cast them. So there's uh, two. So for young, 
Chris Kringle. I actually went with Sebastian Stan. Ooh. And then for older Chris Kringle, I went with Mark Hamill. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So we've got some pretty wide ages there on what we're calling young Chris Kringle, don't we? Well, yeah, my, I mean, Sebastian Stan, he's what, like 36? See, when I said young Chris Kringle, I meant him as a kid. I think Chris, oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. my Christian Bale would have played him young and then old. Oh, I yeah. see. Okay. I, I see. I, I didn't cast the kid, no. I was right. thinking like, I was thinking right when he starts leaving, you know, to go to Sombertown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think real quick because I got to get on the spot and come up with a young Chris Kringle that could grow into Patton Oswalt. I'm going to go with Jake Johnson. Ah, oh, you know what? I can see that actually. I really can. Hmm. Uh, that that's the oh, the one category that I actually had a short list because I couldn't decide for sure on who I wanted for Santa. Those are like my top picks, but uh, my other choices just to to throw it out there. I also thought Paul Rudd would be a pretty good Santa for young and old, uh, and then I also thought Chris Evans could be a pretty good Santa. My second pick was definitely Paul Giamatti because he's done it so well in the past. But <laughs> for 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 a young thing for a young Santa Chris Kringle, I think I would go with Wyatt Olaf. Who's that? Yeah, who's that one? Have y'all seen I'm Not Okay with This? No. Yeah. He's the the weird neighbor boy. Yep. You know who he was? He did you see it, Jerry, the new one? He was Stan. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at him now. Yeah. I could see that. Actually that yeah. I could see him growing up to be Patton Oswald. <laughs> who would y'all cast as mrs claus this one was another hard one for me everybody else was like super easy but these two were the hardest they were so very hard i said amy adams because that's what i said no joke <laughs> young 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 and she could play young and, and she could pay yeah yeah you know. plus i'm sorry amy adams just to go with my santa she's already played christian Bale's love interest multiple films yeah she has film so i know they have the chemistry so they have the chemistry yeah yep i wanted a stronger mrs claus oh okay mm-hmm. in what we've seen somebody could play a a more gregarious so i went with melissa mccarthy Ooh, oh. you know what? i could see her I'm, yeah. i i would be surprised if she doesn't play mrs claus one day honestly she is just she's that smile she has is she does. She, she definitely has a great, you know, just same thing like Santa, just a nice, jolly, happy smile. You know, there's something about it. It's cheery and it just, it kind of draws you in. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that's a great pick. Next on Jerry's list was Burger Meister, Meister Burger. <laughs> oh, I'm proud of this one. I'm going to say to the listeners, I'm going to tell them why I told you guys off mic because I'm just going to say this is Patreon. If the man was now president of the United States, I would have cast Donald Trump. Or... <laughs> If this was being made after he's president of the United States and he was willing for a cheap buck, Donald Trump, because when you watch the original, <laughs> Burgermeister was clearly modeled on Nixon. So I think it would be funny to have I think, yeah. Trump yeah. in the role. Plus, I could see Trump waging already... war, war on toys. So... And, we, and we know he's already, uh, he's, he's good to, to go in a Christmas movie. So <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. Realistically, though, I'm going with Brian Cox. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I went, I went old school. So I, I was thinking back. I wanted someone that was actually German, and I was, I went back to the '80s, and I picked uh, uh, Jürgen Prochnow. You might know him. He was Duke Leto Atreides from the 1984 Dune. He was uh, the villain ah, in Top okay. Two. Uh, he was in Das Boot. Uh, yeah, I know exactly who that is. Oh, he'd yeah. be, he'd be very interesting. That's an interesting choice. Yeah. 
I like it. I wanted to pay homage to the exterior crappy Christmas universe. I seriously cast Paul Giamatti as in my, my <laughs> You know what? He'd be That's good. where he belongs. Not as Santa. <laughs> Next up, Jerry had the voice of Rudolph. Okay, this one I'm actually, I like. I, I picked Tom Holland. I thought he would be a great movie. I did too. No joke. Are you serious? I swear to God, I can share my screen if you don't believe me. Holy crap, that's awesome. We're, we're, we have had two casting decisions. That's that. insane. That is insane. What's funny <laughs> is he was the last one I actually cast because I was like, oh, who's, who could be Rudolph? And then he as was soon the first as Tom one I Holland cast. came in mind, I was like, perfect. Because even when Rudolph grows, he has that young boy sounding voice yeah. and just like Tom That's Holland. why I picked him exactly because as, even as Spider-Man, uh, you know, he's, yep. he's, just, he's a really high tenor and he's got that tenor voice. And so I thought it was perfect. It's it has like just a little bit of a innocent quality, and so I, but to me that was the easiest one. I picked him first. <laughs> I did too because we have young Rudolph and old Rudolph. Ah, okay, I see. Uh, and I wanted their voices to connect in a way, and I wanted um, I wanted somebody who was. I'm I'm prefacing this because I'm I, I have a feeling it's not going to be a popular opinion. <laughs> um, I wanted somebody who was very uncertain but could grow into a more certain. Yeah, self-assured character voice. Okay. And so I started with Michael Sarah as a young Rudolph. <laughs> nice. I almost picked him as Jangle, <laughs> who then grows into Owen Wilson. <laughs> okay. Oh, interesting. So we're going with a completely is... different Rudolph. <laughs> that is interesting. But I think I like Tom Holland more. <laughs> I was about to say. I think, I think the perk with Tom Holland is. He could do young and old Rudolph's voice. Speaking of which, we didn't mention it before during the continuity, but That's Clarice it. should be in Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July too, since Crystal's in it. I would put her in it as Rudolph's wife. Just saying. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't cast Clarice. I did, I did so, cast Clarice. You want to go next while yeah. we're here? Yeah, yeah, might as well. I cast I, Amanda Seyfried as Clarice. I went oh. with, uh, and it creates an interesting issue trying to bring in some diversity. I cast uh charlotte nicado she's got a great voice for it i think jerry had yukon cornelius next is that right okay yeah, i did yeah i've got to hear okay. anthony's you got to go first dude yukon cornelius he was the first one i cast and it came to my mind like that nick offerman that's who i picked that's- do i picked <laughs> really <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> nick offerman yep <laughs> Uh, that is unbelievable. <laughs> That's awesome. We were clearly in the well, same space there. That one was easy. Yeah. <laughs> <Next>. <laughs> For obvious reasons. Yeah, he's totally Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to say I'm, I'm going to win Hermie, so I'm going to go last and let y'all cast Hermie. Uh, you probably will. I had, I had two choices, although I do have a top choice. Uh, I went a little older with, uh, with Hermie, actually. Um, Cause I like the, um, for the elves, I liked the whole elf thing where they just use the in-camera tricks and the you know, forced perspective, but they, they're older. So mm-hmm. I went with uh, Joe Latrulio. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Okay. That's yeah. not one I would have picked. Although I, I did think Ben Schwartz would be make, make a good backup if we couldn't get the. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So I yeah. went Adam Devine. Okay. Oh, that's Same. cute. But you're then, still then you would do the forest perspective, you know, he'd be yeah, small. Right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear Tom's amazing pick. The only correct answer because of 
voice, mm-hmm. demeanor, everything is Chris Coffer. Oh, from Glee? Glee. The, Kurt. Mm-hmm. Kurt from Glee. I never, I never yes. watched Glee. You know what? I can see that. That's actually a really good choice. Can we do King Moon Racer while we're in Rudolph's land? We can. Sure. I, I Andre pick... Brower. <laughs> Who? Uh, okay. Andre Brower. Okay. Captain Holt. I, yep, I yep. picked James Earl Jones. I beat you here. I beat you here. Samuel L. 100%. He was my close He was my close second, not going to lie. He was my I close just second. really like James Earl, like he's so I I get it. He would be that 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 I wanted him for the genie. Nice. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, that would be good. He would yeah. have that calm voice, but I just want to spice things up with a little Samuel L. What you, what you toys doing on my and you know what i think that's it just for that phrase right there (laughs) i'm sick of these goddamn misfits on this goddamn island (laughs) oh man goodness gracious um before we get into frosty's world can we I did want to just mention I had cast Tonta Kringle. I don't know if you all did. Uh, nope. No, I did really quickly because you said you did. So I... And I did because I figured in my mind she would be a connector throughout all the films as well. And that okay. is Meryl Streep. No, I don't know if she'd ever do something like that. But <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen but... some of the movies Meryl Streep has done? Yeah, but... I, I mean, of course, Meryl Streep is an amazing actress, so you can't compete, but I picked Gina Rowlands. Oh, I okay. She... Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to look her up. Gina That's Rowlands. That's a good one. Yeah, from The Notebook and Hope Floats. and. Uh, okay. I picked yeah. Kathy Bates. Maybe it's just because I just watched Steel Magnolias for the oh, first time, but I picked man. Kathy Bates. I almost, <laughs> yeah. And I will say I came close. that is... I came really close to picking her. That is... <laughs> was it Steel Magnolias I just watched? Uh, no, Fried Green Tomatoes. A, yeah. I just watched Fried Green Tomatoes for the first time. That movie is unbelievable. Yeah, it is. That's it's been awesome. a long time since I've seen it, but I remember it. it was great. Yeah. So as soon as you said Tonta Kringle, that's the first person that came to mind because I did not have her cast. <laughs> and just while we're on the, I know we cut him from the universe, but I cast him anyway. That little Foreman elf, Pete, oh, yeah. Peter, Dinkl- Peter Dinklage, the angry elf. <laughs> oh, no. Has to, has to be Peter Dinklage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I like that. Frosty. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to preface this by saying when I think of Frosty, I kind of think of him as a Muppet, right? That's how I see, that's how I see him. He's this big, lovable thing. So you need somebody who can bring that into the role. He's this big, lovable goofball. And because it's stopped, yeah, it's not stopped. It, it would be a, a uh, CGI effect, and they're really just doing the voice. Mm-hmm. That gave me some leeway, too. I would pick... To do the voice based on his performance in the Muppets, Jason Siegel. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. I went a little more obscure. I actually went with Tom Lennon. Huh. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's okay. I mean, like, like in How I Met Your Mother, he did the whole German thing. Uh, I've heard him do French. I mean, he's he's just he's a good voice guy. And um, I don't know. There's something goofy and quirky and diminutive about him then that I just I had, fit yeah. really well. Mm-hmm. I had two very different picks here. Okay. One was because every time I watch the animated new Grinch, I'm reminded of Anthony's connection to one of the characters to me, and that is Keenan Wayans. <laughs> Br- 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 Brickle Bob. <laughs> Brickle Bob. 
And the other for a very different, like something I would like to play with, maybe a table read, is Jack Black as Frosty. Oh, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> interesting is the word I would use too. I think of the two, I prefer uh, uh, Keenan. I do too. I think bring a, a again. He would. I think he would be, bring Frosty. Just make Frosty bigger. I think. Yeah. Because if you have a snowman coming to life, I feel like the the Frosty, the original Frosty, he's a little too mellow for what he should be. He should be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's his excitement didn't match his voice. But all right. Next up, Winter Warlock. Oh, okay. So I went a little out of the box here, but I just want you to picture it. This is more so based on Winter Warlock once his heart melts and he has a kind of more somber, kind of depressed demeanor, kind of that washed up demeanor. But I also think this actor is good enough to pull off the evil Winter Warlock too. So go with me, Bill Murray. Okay. Okay. I, I, for the, my villains, I went very uh, British. <laughs> so I actually thought Hugh Laurie would be a good winter warlock. Yes, he would. he would. I went Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going all out evil winter warlock. <laughs> and I'm imagining him, him you know, is the winter warlock also doing the leaning back thing Negan always does? <laughs> that they always make fun yeah. for? <laughs> <laughs> want to do winter bolt or do you want to save him for last i'd say uh i mean i'll do him he's not my best but he's not my worst either all right i went with a german actor christoph okay. waltz <laughs> He's like your go-to guy for all the evils. <laughs> he is. He he is such a good actor. Ever since I he saw him actor. in Glorious Bastards, he like that scene, yeah. oh, he he's incredible. And I think he would have a lot of fun with a campy role like that. Actually, so I decided to go with Hugo Weaving. Ooh, he'd be good. <laughs> Except for the fact that halfway through you'd have to recast him because he got sick of the connected universe. And the- <laughs> <laughs> you just film all his scenes first. <laughs> He'd be good uh, though. I like that. I'm going with Richard Brake. Richard Brake. That sounds the familiar. Night King. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's, I'm that crossing right universes and I am going <laughs> to not waste the amazing buildup that they had for the Night King on Game of Thrones to be such an epic failure. We're gonna reuse him, costume, <laughs> actor, and just give him a voice. I is. like it. Who do, you want to do? do you want to do Lady Borealis and she's his counterpart? We can do that. I stayed British and I went uh, Helen Mirren. She'd be really good. She was my second choice, close second choice. Who was your first? Mine, Tilda Swinton. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I went completely different with Rachel Weiss. Ooh, okay. I almost she'd picked be her good. for um, for Mrs. Claus, actually. Really? Oh, yeah. she'd be good. That would yeah. be good, too. I will say, I think for, for, one, for the one where we have the most, where we all differ, I think this is so far our strongest, where each of us have really good cases for, uh, for this character. Oh, I do, too. I 100% yep. do. I'd be good with any of these. They're, yeah. Yep. yep. Who do you want to do next? The Brothers? Okay, I'm going to say about these. That's what I picked too! No <laughs> joke! He and Peel. Peel Peel oh. is obviously Heat Miser. He <laughs> and Keegan, Michael Key of Snow Miser. 100%! <laughs> yep. Oh, I love it. I love that we're on the same page. I, I lost this one. <laughs> Who did you pick? Jason Alexander and Josh Gad. Oh, okay. Oh, I can they, see that they, too. They'd, they'd, be, they'd be good too. too. But Key who is, and Peel. Who's who? Who's who? 
who do you think is who? Jason Alexander's he miser. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All my he has sec- to do is do the George Costanza anger, and he is yes. he miser anyway. <laughs> my second choice, <laughs> Anthony and Tom. Oh my god! Yes. You should put yourselves in. Yeah, we should put ourselves in the movie in this in this universe. Tom, if we lived in the same town, I would suggest like getting together at Halloween and Halloween? dressing as <laughs> Oh <laughs> man, that'd be uh, classic. Jerry, you're 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 a second choice in this universe as well. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> oh man. Who would Mother you Nature? Carol Kane. She's the one good oh, thing about the one. live action. That's really good. I, I like that. I, I picked Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Okay, I can see it. Yeah. I, I pick, like it. I picked Aisha Tyler. Oh, she's good. <laughs> yeah, she, she's universe. got experience. Yeah, she's got experience. <laughs> I just liked her calm presence as Mother Nature. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm pre El Nino. It's <laughs> <laughs> a terrible joke, but I uh, laughed every time. Just because, <laughs> so sexist. <laughs> yes. Just because I picked another famous pair for Jingle and Jangle, I'm going to go with them. And I picked Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. That's good. Fair. Yeah. Fair. I like that one. I like it better than mine. I I, I had struggled with this one. Uh, but also because, you know, you, I didn't know we were casting them. <laughs> so, so I just picked Jason Schwartzman and Paul Shear. Oh, they'd so, be really, oh, Paul Shear. I love Paul Shear. They'd be good. Jingle and Jangle, respectively. <laughs> I can see them doing that. I picked yep. Jane, James and Oliver Phelps. Oh, oh nice. Fred and George, yeah. I like it. Yeah, that's yep. a good one. Y'all had some strong ones on that one. <laughs> it, was a good, it was a good pick, but I think, uh, yeah. Father Time. Okay, so I have my, my top choice, and then if we can't get him, try to get my second choice. So my <laughs> top choice is actually, and this one's, it should be backwards, but for I, I don't know why. I, I like this order. Ian McDermott, Emperor Palpatine. I think yeah. he would oh. be a good father, father time. Okay. And then, you know, if we couldn't get him, then I'd, I'd go with just, you know, Dumbledore, Michael Gammon. So okay. I, I, think I, he'd do it. <laughs> I played with Ian McClellan, but felt like that was a... I, I had him I was as a, cheating as a possible like, Santa. <laughs> I have, Ian McKellen was my first choice for, well, well, it's almost my first choice. He's my second choice for Father Time. I ended up going a little it's different. Kind of very, it's not a very trippy. He's my first choice. He's always my first choice. Maybe my second choice. <laughs> very much like no offense. It's good. It's the best I, choice. I know what almost, you're almost good. It's, it's almost the best choice. It's, almost, it's a good choice. Almost the best. <laughs> I um, I oh, went with Michael Caine. Yeah. yeah, Jason Statham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went with Terry, Terry O'Quinn. Oh, Terry O'Quinn, okay. From Lost. Yep. Yep. And if not Terry O'Quinn, Jerry Davila. <laughs> it's Father Time. <laughs> A calm Father Time presence. I'll do it for scale, man. <laughs> Save some bucks. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. So I went purely based that he does a lot of voice acting and he could do that annoying caw. Oh, I should have picked Gilbert Gottfried, but I didn't. No, you should not have. I picked uh, Bill Hader. Fair. For Eon? Yep. Okay. I picked Andy Serkis. Ooh, okay. Ooh. That, picked- that's the winner. Yep. Brian Doyle Murray. <laughs> I like that one too. That's a good one. <laughs> that is a good one. That is a good one. Denty Doyle. I did. Well, I guess we cut him out. But if if we were to include him, 
uh, I would I pick Chris O'Dowd, but mostly because he's like one of the only Irish actors I know. <laughs> you know what? I, I second that. I pick. Well, you haven't even heard what I think yet. What do, What do you think? Jonah Armstrong, the BBC Robin Hood Robin. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know him. I can see him. But yep. either there, you can just you can just throw any Irish person, any potato. Eater, and you'll <laughs> well, be the fine. heck, let's put him as Dinty Doyle, and then the leprechaun can be Chris O'Dowd. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> or that's terrible. even better, I can say that because I'm Irish. But... <laughs> me too. That's why I said just throw any potato eater in there. That's my my largest heritage is Irish. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm only one sixteenth. But <laughs> what I think would be even better is to just confuse them throughout the universe. <laughs> flip-flop, flip-flop the leprechaun and get the oil randomly, depending on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it notices. You just see characters. So, so did you guys cast any more? Because I have a few more I cast. I cast Jack Frost. Oh, I do have a Jack Frost. Yeah. I have a Jack Frost, yeah. I picked Jonathan Groff, who can pick, who can do villains and good people he does king george on the hamilton set in hamilton yep. he was uh the voice of Kristoff actually in frozen mm-hmm. he's a good actor he's mind hunter mind oh, hunter okay yep. glee yeah i like him he can do both he has range okay i have respect i went with john krasinski actually he oh. was he was a very very close second for me Yep, I because he's with... he's kind of mischievous, but I think he could also play you know bitter, and I mean just look at the Jack Ryan series, and then you know he he can he's just he can also be just a good guy. So <laughs> I went Chris Pratt because we need Chris Pratt somewhere in this. Since, <laughs> it, 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 I, I purposely universe. I, I made sure not to pick Chris Pratt for anything because <laughs> <laughs> I was I didn't want you to say oh that's just lazy. <laughs> no, I I had to fit Chris Pratt in because we want to make money. <laughs> Touche, yeah. <laughs> um, I cast Sam the Snowman. I don't know if he'd actually uh, make it into no. John C. Riley. You know who I would like to hear uh, oh, as Sam the Snowman? Who? Darren Chris. He may sound a little young, no? He does sound a little young, but I think his voice is beautiful enough that we could incorporate him in here. And since you had a... Uh, <laughs> I hadn't really... Th- you know, for the same for the same vote, we could have gone with. Uh, I could go with Jonathan Groff here too, as well. Mm-hmm. I just like their. I like their voice. I like a, the idea of a young sounding Sam or whoever was the voice of the snowman and elf. Oh, uh, Leon Redbone. Leon Redbone. Yeah, I assumed he was. Uh, since we didn't bring him up, I just figured he was superfluous. <laughs> so, he, he probably is. Yeah. Okay, so we mentioned. Would make more, but you know what would be better, honestly, to if that's Frosty narrating, make just Frosty <laughs> and have one talking snowman through the through the cinematic yep. universe to tie it together. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. Yep. That's a good point. Now, uh, for you mentioned Crystal, what about mm-hmm. Ming uh, Ming Na Wen, Agent May from uh, Shield? She was the voice oh, of Mulan. Oh, yes, I like that. I like that a lot. That's a good one. We mentioned more, that it, more serious for you know Frosty's more comedic. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, no, I like that. <laughs> that bounces it out more, whereas I just decided to go two goofballs. So I had to pick somebody who would balance my Frosty, and since I picked a comedic buffoon of a man for Frosty, I wanted to pick a comedic buffoon of a woman for Crystal. I picked mm-hmm. Andrea Savage. And <laughs> I, I, I love Andrea Savage. I would watch her in anything. I think she'd do a good voice for Katie Mixon. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. I like that. 
It's like you said, Tom, so far, like I'm, I'd be happy with any of our casting choices. I think this is much less them. divisive than our last. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. I still can't believe all three of us picked Nick Offerman for you. <laughs> that is amazing. I can because he's perfect. <laughs> he, is, he is the living embodiment of Yukon Cornelius. I actually, uh, in the event that we had incorporated Mary and Joseph, I actually cast Mary and Joseph. Oh, that's so. <laughs> so I, I went with Israeli actors. So I went Odea Rush as the Blessed Virgin Mary and um, Ori Pfeffer as Joseph. But it depends on which tradition we're going with. If we're going with the Eastern tradition where St. Joseph's older, then I'd probably cast someone older. If we're going with the Western tradition that he was like more 40, between 40 and 50-ish, then um, I, I went with Ori Pfeffer. I will second that because I didn't cast anyone in those roles. <laughs> For the Virgin Mary, the mm-hmm. Theotokos, mm-hmm. I'm going with a young Arab actress, okay. Hala, Hala Al-Turk. She won Arab Got Talent in 2011. She is from Bahrain. Mm-hmm. Pretty, yeah. Um, she looks like a young Virgin Mary. And for mm-hmm. Joseph, I'm going with Ben Kingsley. Oh, that's a good one oh, too. I like that. That's a really mm-hmm. good one. House of Sand Fog, ben, ben Kingsley. Yep. And then for for Nestor, because <laughs> I, I, I thought about Nestor, I even thought about Noah Schnapp or Schnapp or however you say his name. <gasps> oh, that's a really good one. I like that. Yep. <laughs> but I think that's all of the ones that I cast. I have a few more that I'll rattle off. <laughs> so we mentioned S.D. Kluger could be the narrator through the opening battle and just be the consistent narrator throughout. Oh, throughout the whole thing, yeah. So since he sings, since he dances, and since he has to have to be a powerful like voice, mm-hmm. I think Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I totally can see that. Professor Hinkle, I cast. Oh, okay. And... I want to see Steve Carell as a villain. He has a magician-y look. I'd like to see him play a villainous character. He's been a villainous character, although I don't remember the name of the movie. Uh, but he has played a villain before. Oh, I mean, he's played... It was creepy. Like, <laughs> he, in Foxcatcher, he played that Foxcatcher, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one. So I Good cast one. Karen, the little girl in Frost. Oh, the little girl. I'm so terrible with child actors. I, and <laughs> I tried I want, my best to avoid them. I aged her up a little bit. I wanted okay. her to be around the same age as a kid as uh, Iggy. Okay. So I went Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's cool. And for Iggy, I went Finn Wolfhard. Okay. Mayor of Southtown slash Junctionville, since we're combining them. I went Jim Broadbent, because I could totally see him singing around. <laughs> There's gonna, it's gonna snow oh, oh, down here in Dixie. So. <laughs> I like Jim Broadbent. I like Jim uh, yeah, I do too. I love Jim Broadbent. For Joshua, Joshua Trundle, the father mm-hmm. of Iggy, I went Hugh Jackman. <laughs> okay. I don't know and, if, if I buy him as a clockmaker, though. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I could buy Hugh Jackman as anything. <laughs> and for the two mice, which I know we cut, but the voice of Father Mouse, I yeah. cast Tom Hanks. And the voice of the son, I cast Eddie Redmayne, the dorky little son. Lots of whispering there. And Topper, the Bumble, and Hocus Pocus would be in throughout, but they'd all be CGI and just random animal noise. I think we'd have to have a mix of CGI and practical. You know, let's get some animatronics and yeah. <laughs> in there too. So that's my cast. I like our cast list, guys. I, Jared, too. A, I love that we all had Nick Offerman. <laughs> I love that me and you had Tom Holland and Key and Peel. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah. And Amy Adams, right? And Amy Adams, and yeah. Amy Adams, we hit a few. So, Tom or Jerry, do you have yes. any final thoughts to wrap up this Rankin Bass episode remake? Continuity this is fun. I, I'm excited to see this. <laughs> when is it coming? Uh, when is it available on, on uh, Amazon Prime? <laughs> uh, seriously, that's my final thoughts. I think we knocked it out of the park, made it more coherent. Yeah. I think WB and CBS mm-hmm. need to get in touch with us. We literally just blew all of our negotiation tactics by sharing. <laughs> I think we did. <laughs> we told them exactly how to do it. And someone's going to take in. it and write it now. <laughs> how pissed would you be if you were sitting in a theater one day and saw the trailer for Santa Claus is coming to town? It had our casting. It had like shots of that epic prologue. It had like uh, We would have a... We would totally sue. <laughs> <laughs> we would have a total lawsuit on our hands. Yeah, for real. <laughs> oh man. Um, so, Jerry, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's always fun talking to you guys. Friends, you check out Totally Rad Christmas. Yes, oh, I was about to say, totally do you want Rad Christmas podcast? Do you want to tell listeners where they can find that podcast? Sure. Um, well, you can listen to a Totally Rad Christmas. It's all about uh, the best time of the year and the greatest decade ever. <laughs> although we do stretch it a little bit from 77 to 93 so uh you know a couple of years in each direction to kind of pad it out but um yeah you can listen to it uh, on any place you get your podcasts apple uh, podcast stitcher uh, spotify you know all that stuff and uh, we also have a facebook page instagram twitter and we have a website i've been working on and then i kind of stopped once i went back to work but eventually i will get back to it so uh, in the meantime yeah check us out on social media and i usually uh, uh these hosts right here are very gracious and allow me to post things randomly on their pages and their group as well so you can find me there too I, if you're listening to this, you already follow our podcast and are subscribed to Patreon. But if you want to support the show in a free way and you haven't done so yet, please leave us a review on iTunes because every new review helps a new listener find us and helps us to spread the Christmas cheer 366 days per year. Check them out on, uh, on Share our socials as well. <laughs> yes. You know, especially the Facebook group and Reddit because they're pretty active, you know, invite people to join the community. Let's keep that Christmas conversation going year round. When you're listening to this, we will be closer to Christmas than when we recorded it because that's how time works. Just ask Father Time. <laughs> so get excited. And yeah, we will speak to you our usual time on Monday. Bye. Same y'all. Christmas time, same Christmas channel. <laughs> will, Ju- will Julia return? Will Jerry be the permanent host? Find out next week <laughs> on Tis the Podcast. I think it's more likely one of us is going to get the boot before Julia. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think it's more likely we're both getting the boot before Julia does. <laughs> but thanks for downloading, guys. Thanks for supporting our Patreon. And bye, y'all. Next week. Later, bye, dudes. Santa Claus is coming to town. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why, Santa Claus is coming to town. He's making a list and checking it twice, he's gonna find out who's naughty and nice, Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping, he knows when you're So be good for goodness sake Oh, you better watch out You better not cry You 
better not pile, I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to town Santa Claus is coming. Santa Claus is coming. 